Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written it's played before it's frozen in time it's fought one shift at a time before it's etched in silver it's carved in ice what happens next will last forever the Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Welcome to another episode of Bucks in 6, a Milwaukee Bucks podcast brought to you by Fans First Sports Network. My name is Steven Dorf, and alongside me as always is my co-host Hershey Winkleman. Check us out on social media. We're on Instagram and Twitter at Bucks in 6 FFSN. And then you can find this and the rest of our podcasts on either Apple or Spotify. So be sure to check those out. On today's episode, we're going to be covering our two most recent yet very unnecessarily close wins against the Pistons, Hirsch. Uh, Let's start with the one. uh, The first one, we beat them 141 to 135. Uh, Dame drops 45, Hirsch. But, you know, that's probably the storyline of that first game. But how how do you feel that, you know, we're letting a team like the Detroit Pistons with four wins on the season score 135 points on us and we're only beating them by six? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely not what you what you're intending on seeing coming into these games. Uh, I remember, you know, we when we played the Spurs earlier in the season, you know, it was way closer than we would have, you know, liked. Uh and, you know, both of these games were relatively close. Um, I know the Pistons have, you know, improved as of late. Uh just by their play, they've been playing a little bit better. Uh, still easily the worst team in the league, but I mean, Steve, a, a win's a win. I think all that—that's really like what matters here. Is like you you get you get another one in the win column. It's a lot better than losing. So I think a, a loss in either of these games would have been killer. Just to say that the Pistons beat the Bucks this season uh, would have been bad. But yeah, just being able to say that we swept the worst team in the league this season—it's uh, nice to be able to see. Yeah, no, I get that. I think, like, to an extent, like, yeah, a win's a win. But when you're playing a team with four wins on the season, uh, you're currently the two seed in the Eastern Conference. You're at 30 wins now. I just feel like like, you're at the point where you need to be clobbering teams of that caliber, like the the Spurs and the Pistons, right? Like, those are the teams that you want to just go in there and beat by 30, especially when you, you know, you have a close game against them. And the second go around, it's like not better at all. It's it's pretty much the same thing. It was close all game. They even had the lead on us for, you know, they had, a, they had the lead on us a few times, Hirsch. I mean, 
in the second half as well. Like you, you don't want to be losing to a team like the Pistons in the second half. If you're trying to compete this year, I just think like, I mean, I'm at the point Hirsch where I'm like really, really concerned. Uh, I obviously, you know, I've been like barking about it the last three, four, five, six, maybe even podcasts. It's, we got to make a move Hirsch. Like it's, it's time to make a move. Uh, if it hasn't been clear to anyone yet, like now is the like absolute time. I mean, we're really approaching trade deadline now, Hirsch too. We've been linked to a bunch of names, but I, I just think it's unacceptable to get clobbered by 40 points to a competitive team, you know, an Eastern conference competitor, and then to not have any fire in your next two games against the worst team in the league and barely beat them twice. Like, I don't know. Something about that just doesn't sit well with me. I mean, I agree with you that they definitely have to make a move. Uh, you know, looking back at this game, though, I think there is another, you know, sneaky little uh, storyline going on. Looks like AG shortened the rotation, Steve. He he went to a nine-man in, you know, tonight's game, and then he also went to a nine-man in, in both of the games against the Pistons. Uh, we did not see Marshawn in this game, and Alec Burks went off against us for 33. He's the only reason that they were even in it. So, yeah, I mean, I just think that's like a sneaky little narrative going on that, AG shortening the rotation, you know, maybe halfway through the year. Maybe he's had enough of, you know, watching some of these guys and he really wants to batten down the hatches and start being serious. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it really seems like our bench unit is uh, where we're really faulting on defense. You know, we've been talking about Malik Beasley, but uh, it seems like it's our bench unit that's been, you know, really, really struggling, uh, especially defensively. So, yeah, you don't want to see guys like Alec Burks go off for 33 against you. I mean, that's just unacceptable. I mean, we, we've seen this happen time and time again this year where, you know, good elite guards are dropping a lot of points on us, going well above their, you know, points per game average. Alec Burks is not one of those elite guards that you want to be giving up 30 points to. I mean, I'm just going to like, that's that's a career, maybe 10 point per game score. I, I just... Something is really, really wrong right now. And I, I don't know if shortening the rotation, Hirsch, is really necessarily the answer right now. I think it's a lack of personnel or maybe at this point, Adrian Griffin was not the right guy to hire. I don't want to jump on that too much right now because we haven't even seen him, you know, coach in the playoffs yet. So I want to at least give him the benefit of the doubt. But right now I'm starting to build some doubts, though, um, especially with uh, the bench unit and right now coaching. Yeah, I've had some problems with AG throughout the season, but I think tonight, you know, I think tonight he did a fantastic job of, you know, rallying the troops down the stretch. Uh, we we did a great job finishing tonight's game, if for whatever that's worth. Uh, the Pistons basically outplayed us for the first forty three minutes of the game, uh, and then you know we basically just won in the last five minutes. Giannis. Cool. Giannis was getting all the touches basically as like the creator. He wasn't really trying to score at the end. He was more just passing, which was kind of interesting because normally you'd think the ball would be in, you know, Middleton and Lillard's hands. But Giannis, Giannis was like, they were like trying to make a concerted effort to give Giannis the ball at the end of the game. Uh, he had a monster triple double, Steve, 31, 17, and 10. And then another big storyline tonight, Chris Middleton. Dropped 26 points uh, and passed Glenn Robinson for a third on the all-time Bucks franchise scoring list. Uh, so he is now just behind uh, Giannis and Kareem. So congrats to Chris Middleton for that. Uh, very happy for him and hoping to see 22 in the rafters someday. Oh, you for sure will see 22 in the rafters, 100%. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if they threw Brooke in there. And I've even heard some people say that Drew Holiday deserves to be in the rafters. But Chris is definitely... Yeah, and Bobby too, even. Um, 
But yeah, I just, you mentioned that we closed the game out in AG, you know, rally the troops. And I, I think that that's a good thing, but not when, again, you know, not when you're playing a team that has four wins on the season, you shouldn't like, we shouldn't have even been in the situation where we needed to be rallied up in the second half closing out this game. This should have been one that we were up 20 points going into fourth in the fourth quarter. And we should have rested our starters and guys like AJ green, Marjan, Thanasis get to play because we're up so many points and the Pistons gave up that, that that's in my eyes, that's how it should be at this point in the season. And I know that I was a huge advocate of kind of let it all like mesh out and figure itself out. But you know, we're past the halfway point. Time is running out to make up like a potential move. I'm worried, Hirsch. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely concerned. I like. Could you sit here and honestly tell yourself that we're gonna beat the Celtics in a seven-game series as of right now? Because I don't think I could confidently say that. I don't. I don't even think I. I don't think that honestly right now. Well, I, I for first of all, I would go into that series with some confidence. I think I do think we can beat them, even how we are right now, just based off of our star power. But th- um, okay, but just think of it this way: we, we, our defense is like atrocious. I mean, we. We, we can both agree on that. It's atrocious. And our offense might be historically great right now, but our starters that- actually aren't atrocious at defense. Our, our starters have the second best defensive rating in the NBA right now. No, I know, but they only play X amount of minutes together. You need a whole, you know, it's got to be a cohesive unit that's playing good defense. And that's not the case. I mean, our, our bench unit must be so bad at defense that if they're second in the NBA, our starters are second in the NBA, our bench unit must be that bad that it's bringing them down to the tw- uh, like 22nd ranked ranked defensive team in the league. Well, and I think that's a good point, bro. Like, like the the bench has been horrible. Even tonight, they, they, the entire bench had a negative plus minus. There wasn't a single player on our bench that even really contributed to our win. Um, it, it was all the starters, and I feel like that's kind of what we've been seeing is that we don't have a scoring option off the bench at all. We don't have, we don't have a point of attack defender off the bench. Bobby Portis is really our only, like – usable guy off the bench at this point that can play with the starters and he's a big man like he's not he has to get fed the ball he's not he's not going out there and getting his own shot you know so we we definitely need to to bolster this bench somehow uh I know people are talking about the buyout market maybe some older veterans get you know cut and we we can pick up guys like that uh to bolster it but yeah Steve definitely the bench needs some serious work I think the starting lineup is fine right now I mean, Brooke tonight had four blocks, hit some key baskets down the stretch. He had a big three, big dunk too. Like the starters are all good. I just think at this point right now, we really need to bolster that bench. It's really, really holding us down. It's like an anchor. Mm-hmm. And Jay Crowder's back. Uh, you know, we still got to give him time to get his legs back under him. You know, he was out all year pretty much with that like abductor injury. So he's going to take a little bit. Hopefully he's like back into full gear by playoffs because we know how effective of a piece he can be on, you know, championship level or contending level teams. But yeah, I mean, yeah, the bench unit right now, Hirsch, it's 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 bad. The the starting lineup, I, offensively great, but I just don't think that you can bank on outscoring teams and just like out every night having a great night offensively. Like there are going to be nights where shots don't fall, and this team isn't built to win those types of games right now. But we're gonna take a quick break. And then we're going to talk about actually some, you know, potential trade candidates for the Bucks. you know, now that we're heading towards trade deadline, as well as our upcoming game against the Cavaliers on Wednesday. So we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. 
We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. And we're back on the Box and Six podcast. My name is Hershey Winkleman. He's Steven Dorf. Uh, we're going to preview this upcoming game on Wednesday. Uh, the Bucks have the Cavaliers at home. Uh, Steve, I know you just mentioned you're, you'll be at that game. So, you know, hopefully you provide them with some good energy. Hopefully you're a good luck charm there. We're going to need it uh, because last time we played them, which was last week, we got absolutely slaughtered. Uh, we got blown out by them. They are 25 and 15 and currently on the eight game winning streak without Mobley and Garland. So this will be a very, very tough test for us, Steve. Yeah, um, you, you'd hope that this team is going to show up with like fire, a lot of passion, a lot of edge going into this game because we just lost to them by 40. Um, I, I am going to be extremely disappointed if we don't come out there and like give it 150% effort. Uh, this is one of those games where like you want to beat them. I mean, these are these are uh, uh, good teams that, you know, you want to beat uh, at home, but. If we lose this game, it is what it is, but... Only three games behind us in the division, too, by the way. Yeah, so they're a good team. Like, these aren't the types of games where, like, I'm expecting to just crush them, win that. Like, I just want to see them in this, like, in this specific case, I want to see them come out with some fire just because of last uh, the last time we played them. Do you think there's any way that they can contain Donovan Mitchell, or are you expecting another, you know, 30-plus point game, and he's just going to kill us in the mid-range? Like the last time we played them, he was literally wide open half the time, taking wide open mid range jumpers. With like, there was like memes of like how much space was around him because of how wide open he was in the mid range. Like, do you think there's any way that the Bucs are going to be able to stop him, or is he just going to kill us again? Yeah, so we're not going to be able to stop him. I mean, we haven't been able to stop guys like him all year. It's and those are the facts. Right now, this team is banking on just outscoring their opponents week or game in, game out. Uh, and I know that's, you know, <laughs> the basic objective of the game. But I'm saying that, like, no defense and let's just put all of it on offense and hope that we can outscore them and drop 140. The Cavs are a great defensive team, Hirsch, even without Mobley. So, uh, yeah, Donovan Mitchell is like the perfect type of guy to like kill us and, you know, really give us issues. It's really just going to come down to, is it going to be a good Damian Lillard night? Is it going to be a good Giannis and Chris night? Like those guys are going to have to really, really show up to beat teams like this right now. Yeah, I agree. Let's talk about uh, some possible trade acquisitions to make this team better. Uh, so that, you know, if we do match up against this Cavaliers team, we might have somebody to guard Donovan Mitchell. Um, you know, the, the trade deadlines on February 8th, Steve, it, it's, it's arriving sooner than a lot of us had thought. Um, I've got a list of 10 guys here that have been linked to the box in the past two weeks. Uh, and we'll start with the big one, Steve. DeJounte Murray was put on the trade block by the Atlanta Hawks and the, the box quickly popped in there um, on a report saying that they're interested. Uh, you know, Steve, this would probably have to be, you know, Bobby Portis, one of our young guys and Pat Connington and maybe a pick to get him. Uh, it'll be a haul, but. Yeah, it's it's definitely something. Um, yeah, I don't like it at all. I, like in theory, it's really cool. You add an all star caliber player, you know, you build a Fab Five starting lineup. But we've just been talking about how our bench has been the problem. 
I don't think adding another starter and replacing not only your best bench player, but another guy who I know is struggling this year in Pat, but he's a proven bench player. So you're essentially just depleting your bench, going all out on the starting lineup. And I know DeJounte Murray is thought of as this, you know, elite defensive guard. That just hasn't been the case on the Hawks. He has been a, a below average defender for this team the last two years. And, you know, you can say, oh, well, he was playing next to Trey. Well, it's like, all right, if he comes to us, he's going to be playing next to Dame. So, like, not much difference. Uh, in theory, really cool, but I think there are definitely better guys that we can target, Hirsch, uh, such as Alex Caruso. I just saw the Pelicans put Herb Jones, you know, as a potential trade or put him on the trade block. Potentially, I would love me some Herb Jones on this team. Really athletic defender can hit open threes. Uh, not as high on Matisse Thibel. I just think he is like an offensive negative as great as he as great as he is on defense and as cheap as he might be for us. I just like how much is a guy who literally can't hit open shots like a, how effective is that going to be Hirsch? Yeah, I think I mean I think Matisse Thibel is interesting just based off of his defensive prowess. Um, you know, our our fifth guy in whatever rotation it is uh, that we need him in, he's not really going to get very many shots anyway. So I, I don't necessarily think it matters that much, but I do think there are other better options out there, uh, such as Herb Jones and Caruso. Like you mentioned, I like both of them better than Matisse Thibel. Um, yeah, those I, are really quick to interrupt you. Those are my top two right now. Caruso and Herb Jones, like in a perfect world, those would be the two guys that I would want to bring in right now, or one of the two. Well, I know you also brought up earlier in the season, uh, I believe it was in either September, October, November, you see, you were talking about Dorian Finney-Smith from the Nets. Uh, I think, you know, he's he's a bigger body, kind of like a Jay Crowder, but he he's not he's not like a guard or any by any means, but he he definitely can, you know, play defense, and he's more of an offensive threat as well, Steve. Yeah, and I just, uh, with Dorian Finney-Smith, like you said, he's just a bigger body, and I think right now this team doesn't need those those bigger wings. Like, we just got Jay Crowder coming back. You want to see what Andre Jackson can do in the line uh, in the rotation. Uh, even if we don't trade Pat Connington, we still have him. So there are guys that we have, and again, we've been talking about getting torched by guards and needing a point of attack defender. I don't necessarily think Dorian Finney-Smith is the best fit for that especially, you know, in comparison to like an Alex Caruso or even a Herb Jones. I'd much rather have one of those guys. And then the Kings, uh, they have three guys they just put on the block, Harrison Barnes, Kevin Herter, Davian Mitchell. I'm not necessarily interested in either of that or any of those guys. Uh, Herter's a great shooter. Harrison Barnes, we know what he is. You know, good NBA player, good wing. But Davian Mitchell didn't really pan out to what people thought he would be. I know he was known as off night in college because he was this really good defender. Uh, I just think he's too small to like be an elite defender in the NBA and the Kings haven't really given him that chance. And I, I don't necessarily want to take that chance right now. I want to, I want, I'd rather go with a safer option, like a Caruso or Herb Jones, even if we have to overpay a little bit more. And then for, you know, some of the cheaper options that I've, that I've seen around the internet, uh, you know, Chris Dunn from the Utah jazz, uh, you know, bigger guard known, known to play a uh, fantastic defense throughout his career. Uh, and Chuma Okiki, I know he's a, a combo wing uh, from the Magic. He he can play some defense as well and would, would probably be the, the cheapest out of all these guys. We probably wouldn't have to give up much to get him. Uh, I just wanted to add some some cheaper options if we didn't want to, you know, give up Bobby Portis or Pat or like Marjan or one of those guys or even our picks. I mean, you probably can get Chuma Okiki for, for pretty cheap. So I think either of those two guys would be solid options. I'd rather have Chris on. Uh, personally, but 
Yeah, I think out of the guys we, we've been talking about, I think Caruso, Herb Jones, and Chris Dawn are my top three. Caruso, or Herb Jones, or Bust. That's how I'm at right now. <laughs> no, I'm playing. But yeah, no, Caruso, Herb Jones. Wouldn't be mad if we got a guy like Chris Dunn. I think he could, you know, play that Javon Carter role perfectly for us. Um, yeah, I think those would be my top three as well. Again, getting a guy like Dorian Finney-Smith, I would not be mad about it at all. Chumo Kiki, uh, Matisse Thibel. I don't know. I, th- I think I'd just rather have the other guys that we've been talking about. Yeah, I agree. I sure hope that, you know, John Horst is up in the GM office is cooking, cooking something up as we speak because we're going to need him uh, desperately to pull off something here at the deadline in the next couple of weeks. But I think that's going to be it for today's episode of the Box and Six podcast. Make sure to leave a like, download, subscribe, and follow us on both Twitter and Instagram at Box and Six FFSN. I'm Hershey Winkleman. He's Steven Dorf. And let's go, Bucks.